Hello, I'm Dr. Sarah L. Webb, your host for the Colorism Healing Podcast, providing you with the audio experience for all things colorism, which sometimes includes all things. These audio sessions are also available in video format on the Colorism Healing YouTube channel, where you can also see some of my quirky facial expressions and other visuals. Whatever social media platforms you prefer, be sure to like, share, subscribe, or follow to show your support for this labor of love. I hope you enjoy this episode. Sincerely, Sarah. Have you ever felt? Are you listening? Colorism. Um, I mean, from my perspective, and from what I've learned, colorism basically has a lot to do with this philosophy um, that one skin tone is somehow better than another skin tone. And people tend to throw pseudo-scientific meanings behind it and generational ignorance behind it. Um, and then there's many ways that people have flipped it. So, but that's the definition that I was brought up, that I have experienced and learned about. It's strange with me. Um, a lot of stuff that I experienced, I didn't realize it until much later on in life. I come from one of those small towns where racism is there, but it's subtle, you know, the same person who could be calling my grandmama a nigger be the same person selling her coon, you know, or something like that, or calling her miss such and such, you know. So it, I don't know, it, it's crazy, but my first experience wasn't directly. It was more so indirectly, being that I'm a light-skinned black guy, you know, um... And I didn't even really fall into those categories of being the one that the girls would go after in school. However, I would hear it from, I would hear other people experience, like the dark-skinned sister, you know, um, or the light-skinned black guy with the so-called good hair. I wasn't one of those, you know. So I always hear terms like, I love his skin color, or he got pretty eyes, or she got pretty hair. You know, I would hear it around me, and even at a point... Growing up in that, you know, it's almost like you're sort of trained by your environment to go after that. Like, either I wanted the white girl or I wanted the light-skinned girl with the pretty hair, at least up until the sixth grade. It had totally changed for some reason. I went after, I had a crush on who was probably the darkest-skinned girl in, in middle school. This was like the sixth grade, you know. So, it just, with me, it came to a point, I guess... Maybe with the way I was raised, it really didn't matter. It didn't matter. But I would see it, even in my family a little bit, and just amongst different people because that's what they came up with. Now, I was on the other end of it, a girl that I was dating. Um, she was light-skinned. And I didn't go after her because of that. It's, we actually kind of grew together, you know. Um, but her family, you know, um, a, a family member of mine used to date a family member of hers and the grandmother never liked 
my family member. And my family members are one of the sweetest people I know. And so that relationship fizzled because when the, when the guy she was dating went off to the military, uh, he came back with the lightest skinned girl. And she just loved her, but she could, did not like my family member. So later on in life, I started dating in that same family. And her grandmother, God rest her soul, loved the heck out of me. It didn't, it knew I was from the same family. So I'm like, is it a, what is it? I mean, it would give me money. I'm like, no, I can't take that, ma'am. But then I was told by the girl I was dating that the reason why was because of my skin color. And her grandmother was like dark brown. But it's that Southern, I, I, that's what I would learn later in life, is that, that Southern that thing that people are just bred and tied in, in the South that, you know, light skin means success and, and, and beauty and, 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 and intelligence. I came up at a crazy time. Some of the light-skinned people I knew were some of the ignorant mothers. Excuse me, I'm just saying, like some of the, the, the thugs. But I came up when that transition happened, when they weren't going for the elder barges no more. They was going for the Snoop Dogs or whatever, you know. So, I mean, but that's, that's my experience, you know. And when I became conscious and aware of a lot of things, I would just still notice it in certain places. And some people don't necessarily mean bad. It's what they've constantly heard. Uh, his skin, like look at babies, his skin color gonna get darker, you know, it just all kinds of stuff and I have to just hold myself, like just, they don't know, they just, they ignorant, they just keep me peace. Like I said, with me it's weird because I came up in such a, when I hear about these stories, it's always from an area where either a black person grew up like in the say suburbs and then they see that, they think they're away from the racism but they see it directly because of that contrast. Or they'd be just from a regular neighborhood and they just had the racist experiences. But with me, it's like, it was a bit different. All I know is, at first we would go for the white girls or the light-skinned girls. And then I saw this girl in the sixth grade and she was like one of the most beautiful beings I've ever seen. Her skin was about the color of your jacket almost, you know. But then, even then, it wasn't necessarily a preference. You know, it was just, I liked who I liked. Now, when I became, I think I came back from Houston back home, I was about maybe 21 or 22. I started learning more about um, black experiences and black history because I didn't get it from the college that I went to, the Art Institute of Houston. So when I came to Southern, it's like I was right there. And I had always been interested in learning more about black history, but it wasn't my top priority. And by the time I got to Southern, I just kind of had a hunger for it. And some of my art history teachers and um, Dr. Rackley, uh, African-American experience uh, psychology on Southern's campus, and just being around different people and starting to read different things um, got me more into learning about knowledge of self. So I would start noticing that attitude, you know, noticing things like that. And then my... It's like I sort of became pseudoed in because I was like, I want the blackest girl. I want her to have the most blackest skin that when we turn, when we, I stand next to her, I look like that damn boy behind you. White, just, 
you know, we look like an any gang symbol, you know. But uh, then, you know, I learned a lesson because I wanted the, dark, the darkest girl with the most natural hair. But I, I, I learned a lesson that, and I'm glad I learned it early that that's just an image. So it's like, I still love dark skin, but it's like, I see so much beauty in just the skin of a black woman or a black man, you know, my brothers, you know, um, just the fact that you are in uh, melanated skin, even if that melanin is only maybe 5%. But you probably identify maybe 90% with the African-American culture. And I ain't talking about Rachel, you know, even though I trade other people for Rachel. I'm just saying. <laughs> right now, <laughs> certain people got to go. <laughs> Rachel been a little black and more than anyway. But it's like, I guess with me, if somebody was listening, just... Just as much as you can fall into the ignorance of colorism, of, of, of uh, the negative stereotypes, you can also fall into the ignorance of the pseudo-consciousness. You know, there's that other extreme where you began to play a part in that colorism because you separating the dark-skinned sister from the light-skinned sister, thinking that the light-skinned sister isn't a true African or a true black woman, when she probably had an experience more than the dark-skinned sister you're going to, or that dark-skinned brother, or that light-skinned brother. So that's that. I, I would just tell them to be careful. That transition will happen, it, 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 whether it be, be it forced or you consciously do it. You just have to be wise about it. Number one, that's the reason why I love that you're doing this documentary. Uh, number two, I think that, like so many of the ills that we experience as black people here in this country, is so rooted in, 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 in slavery. It's so rooted in what happened by the time 1865 and, uh, and that happened. By that time, it was so much inbred. It's so much, and I ain't even talking inbred as far as bloodline. I'm talking about inbred as far as ideas, perceptions. Um, I think it's a saying, and I might get it wrong. Um, well, damn, the saying. Black women uh, historically has had to deal with more weight than we have as black men. You know, first of all, we were black. That was a strike against us. Second of all, you know, we didn't have the rights, but black men got the right to vote before black women did. Women from the, from the patriarchal society has always been put at a lower level. That, that, that mentality shifted over to black men. So I think because of those mentalities, women were victimized more because of the color of their skin, because uh, they were women, because they were black women, you know, treated like cattle on a plantation, you know. Um, and then when we got so-called emancipated and then on through the Jim Crow era, you know, women had to not just fight to be black and free, they had to fight to be a black woman 
and be free, even amongst some of the women feminists. They had to fight amongst them. So, and I think on the entertainment side, the women are very sexualized on television, you know, especially during the 60s and 70s and, and things of that nature. So, during the Black is Beautiful movement, a lot of that got embraced and we started create our own images. And then, of course, you know, Hollywood ain't going to get into that one. So the part of black beauty began to become commercialized. But again, black women still had to do double fighting and triple fighting. So um, and then you had that other corner with black men who, you know, experiencing some of the same things as far as skin tone goes. You know, if you were the dark-skinned guy, you were already stereotyped by the police. You were already, already, um, you were already perceived to not be intelligent. You were already perceived to be a brute. You know, you, 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 you already had these strikes against you. Even when you were a baby, when you were born, back to some of those old country ideals. You know, is his skin gonna lighten up? You know, already plotting a little dude's future before he can even say, "I," you know. Um, and then you got the light-skinned fellow. Oh, he's going to Harvard. He's he's an Ivy League. He he's gonna be in all these fraternities. You know, even the fraternities were judging black men because of their skin tone. You know, um, great book to read. Um, you already know, um, Hair Story. Hair Story talks about that with some of your well-known fraternities, black historical black fraternities. Um, Hair Story. You know, um, Color Complex. You know. Um, but you're right that it, it, you don't see that much because a lot of times you see most of us carrying on them stupid philosophies, most of us as black men, while black men have experienced the same thing, and I'm not even getting into levels, I don't like to do that, but it, it, it needs to be out more, I'm going to tell you that much, because it, it, it happens in a maybe different way. At least from my perspective. Oh yeah, it, I think it's definitely real. Um, how prevalent is it now? I think that's up for debate. But it's definitely real. Um, I mean, you look at old pictures of a lot of your sororities and fraternities. You know, um, uh, either or the pictures of who they married. You know, um, it's definitely. Uh, I think it still exists. I think, I don't know if it's so much now because it's like multiculturalism is so heavily pushed down and it, it, I don't think it's pushed enough, but you look at some of your well-known commercials like of um, like some of the, 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 the household items that you use, you st you'll start seeing mixed couples, you know, um, e but even on television shows now, it's like a lot of your front women and front men, but mostly front women, are dark-skinned, you know. Um, it used to be that that's the road they used to go for. I mean, I used to watch stuff like Dawson's Creek, and it's like the only two black people that would be on there would be like your lightest, like light-skinned black people with curly hair, you know. It's like on those shows, it's like that's, that's the black people you would see, you know. So... I don't know, you know, I, I don't really have a clear answer to that, but I know it definitely exists, and I know it definitely existed heavily in the past. Um, now, it's a, I think it's just as complex as the world that we live in. So. Man, 
That's a great question. That's the, pretty much the core of who I am. Um, and that in itself has evolved along with me. Um, when I got into my, my, my knowledge of self-mode, um, most if not all of my art focused on either black uh, social issues or black women. Um, and like I said, at first it was pseudo because all I wanted to do was draw the most darkest skin and I still love that. But I'm glad I came out of that because then I started doing, like I would go around Southern's campus and my mentor, Dr. Uh, Mr. Robert Cox, he said the best thing an artist could have is a digital camera. That's your portfolio too, especially if you draw real life like I do. So I got a camera, I would just go around campus and taking pictures of uh, sisters and ranging from different skin tones because I started to see more of the beauty of black women because of art. You know, I would notice like, because I draw, I draw very realistically. And so I want to get the features correct. And I learned to, to love the different features that we have as black people. Um, another little story. I would see this sister, don't know her name, when I started at Southern, and she had like the widest nose. And I grew up in the culture where that wasn't necessarily a beautiful thing. But when I started getting deeper in, into art and being taught about how our differences really make us unique and beautiful, every time I would see this sister, it's like, because I understood, it's like, man, she is so beautiful. Never saw her again. You know, but from that point on, I wanted to represent realness with my pencil and now my paintbrush. And that's what I've dedicated myself to, is capturing the beauty that exists within us, but that exists outside of us. And I see that in so many different features, so many different skin tones, um, light skin with freckles, you know, um, Skin that's so dark that when the sun shines at a certain area, it, it looks blue, you know, or just brown skin, just whatever, because it makes us of who we are. And to me, what I see is a palette, a color palette that I can just dip in and just paint beauty, because no matter what, I'm going to be painting some beautiful blackness. <laughs> I always have to throw my wife in it. I always have to. Um... I mean, I come from a family of beautiful black women. Um, I almost get emotional just talking about it. Um, that's why I did art shows called Profile of a Black Woman at Southern to, to give thanks and give back to the black women in my life and that I see every day, even those who I don't know. Um, my mother, my grandmother, aunties, cousins, they prepared me for my wife. Uh, my wife is very strong. And I've learned so much from her. Um, she comes from a different uh, social spectrum than me. Um, she has more of an understanding of things that I do than, than I do. Um, and I learned so much from her just existing as a black woman in America, in Baton Rouge, you know, having gone through probably some of those things, you know, so I have to always mention her because she's pivotal. 
uh, to who I am today, every day, you know, so. <laughs>